Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Sometimes when you need a way, you got to praise your way. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to just praise your way, even when it don't even seem like things are going the way you had planned or what you expected. You just have to keep praising your way through. And that's what I want. I want to just take a few minutes this morning to talk to you about praise because there's something about when God's people come together and praise, it becomes a weapon of warfare for us to use where we can overcome the enemy. Have you ever praised your way through some battles before? Come on, church. We've praised our way through some battles before, no doubt about it. And I want to talk to you, not very long, just on a... A verse here that God laid on my heart, something we're all familiar with, and it's still running with the spirit of thanksgiving, but it's found in Psalm 100. And the Lord began to stir my heart about this psalm here and showed me some things and made me really slow down and read it and then encouraged me about how we should always come to God with something called praise. It says here in Psalm 100, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Listen to this. Come before Him with joyful songs. Come before God with joyful songs. That's what we've been doing this morning. We've been coming before God with joyful songs. It says here, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His, and we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. I hope you belong to God today. And then it says this right here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into God's presence with thanksgiving. And then he says, enter into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? Because verse 5 tells us why. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. That's the reason why we come into God's house. That's the reason we come into His presence with thanksgiving and praise is because He is good and His love endures forever. And His faithfulness is through all generations. Friend, let me tell you something. Man will let you down. We will let ourselves down. But God will never let you down because He's faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So you can always count on God. But I want you to notice something in these passages I just read to you in Psalm 100. I want you to notice that the psalmist is telling us that when we come into the presence of God, we come with thanks. When we enter into His gates and when we come into His courts, we come in with praise. Do you you hear these words? Enter in, come. It's an invitation from God Himself to us telling us that He invites us into His presence. We're invited into God's presence, and when we come into God's presence, we're not to come empty, but we're to come bringing praise, and we're to come bringing thanksgiving. So when you come into the church house, it's great that you come here, but the reason you come here is to come in and give God thanks and to give Him praise for who He is. That's the reason why we enter in. 
This past Thursday, we all were able to gather together with family for Thanksgiving. And we have that usually at my house. Thanksgiving, Christmas is celebrated at my sister's. But we always ask somebody to bring something. See, God, when he, he wants you to bring something to him when you come into his courts. And when you come into uh, his gates, he wants you to come with thanksgiving and praise. And when people come to our house for thanksgiving, we want them to bring something too. We usually ask them to bring some kind of item, some kind of dish that they can prepare to help with the meal. Now, if, they, if you're part of a family like that and they tell you to bring drinks or ice, it's because you can't cook. I'm... I'm just letting you know. I mean, don't be offended by it. Believe me, I know because I'm one like that. I, I remember uh, several years ago, we had an event here at church, and they were like, listen, Jeff, you got one mission. We're going to have a salad night. You bring the croutons. So when I showed up to church that night, guess what I had? I had croissants. I mean, I messed it up big time. I couldn't even get that right. But, you know, we, we need to come into God's presence. When we come into His presence, we need to come with thanksgiving. And most of all, we need to come with praise. When you look at what Jesus has done for us, how could we show up here and not give Him praise? I mean, we have shelter over our head. We have food on the table. We have clothes on our back. The bills are paid. There's gas in the car. How many of you got a reason this morning to praise the Lord and give Him thanks today? Thank God. And if that isn't enough, most of all, we thank Him and praise Him today for sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, for your sins, your sins, your sins, and my sins. We praise Him today for giving us His Son, Jesus. So there's no reason why we should walk through those doors ever coming in complaining and grumbling, but we should always come in with bringing praise to God. Because praise has power. Praise has power. I was reading a story about this religious man. He owned a horse and he was trying to teach the horse to obey his commands to stop and to start. And the man was very religious and he was using these religious statements and training his horse. So he trained the horse to go on the commands, praise the Lord. And he trained the horse to stop on the word hallelujah. So praise the Lord for the horse meant go and hallelujah meant to stop. And one day this religious man was riding a horse and the horse took off out of control and was headed up toward a cliff at full speed. And the man was so rattled in his mind, he was trying to think of the words that he taught his horse. And he was shouting out, Amen, Holy, Jesus saves, worthy, and nothing worked, nothing worked. And just as the horse got to the very edge of the cliff, the man shouted, Hallelujah! And the horse stopped right there on the edge of the cliff. And the man wiped his brow and said, Praise the Lord. Some of y'all get that later. Some of y'all get that around 2 o'clock today. That one guy's out there like, huh? <laughs> praise has power and praise builds our faith. Like I said, how many times do you praise your way through some battles in life? Last Sunday night, man, just powerful testimonies up here of our Night of Hope Thanksgiving service where we heard people giving praise back to God how He had brought them through some battles in their life. Friend, praise plays a big part in your life as a follower of Christ because praise will build our faith. Listen, it's easy to praise the Lord when everything in our world is going fine. 
It's easy to praise him when all the lights on the Christmas tree are working. It's easy to praise him when there's plenty of food on the table. It's easy to praise him when he's answering prayer. It's easy to praise him when we're getting a blessing. But what about when the rain comes? What about when the clouds come? What about when things start to turn? Are you still able to praise him? Because Job said he gives and takes away, but I blessed be the name of the Lord. So we should praise him all the time. It doesn't matter, friend. We should praise him all the time. Now, praise is a part of our lifestyle. It's not just something that we do on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Praise should be part of our lifestyle. We should be praising the Lord every day. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 145. I love this psalm. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Listen to this. Every day, say every day. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever because great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, his greatness no one can fathom. Friend, in other words, we need to be bringing praise to God, bringing praise to him every day of our life. It should be 24-7 every day we should be praising God for who he is and his greatness. And we see a picture of this kind of praise which is given as an offering. We find it in the New Testament. And it's found in Mark chapter 14, just a wonderful picture of a, a, a woman who has a heart to praise the Lord. And she shows up in the presence of God, Jesus himself, and she just releases praise to him. And it says here in Mark 14, that while Jesus was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man named, known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wage and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. And Jesus said to them, leave her alone. Said, Jesus, why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. I'm going to stop right there. She has done a beautiful thing to me. You see, we're to enter in with praise, and this woman teaches us how to enter in. We enter in because praise should be a priority in our life. Praise should be a priority in life. These disciples that were all lounging around the table with Jesus, they, would be, they had been with him on his journey now for uh, almost three years as he ministered. And they reclined around the table with him, and for whatever reason, maybe they had just become used to being with him and uh, knowing that he would do miracles. But they became kind of complacent in there. They, they were more interested in reclining around the table than praising the one that was sitting around the table. And God forbid we ever take God's presence for granted. When we come into God's house, that we should come in God's house, and that's great that you do. But when we come in, we should come in seeking God's presence and giving him glory and praise. We're to come in God's house praising the one who died for us, praising the one who has been risen, praising the one who's worthy above all, and his name is Jesus. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and praise him now? Amen. That's the reason we come in God's house is to praise the one who saved us. And this lady here, Mary is who it was. John tells us in the Gospel of John that it was Mary, the sister of Martha, the brother, uh, had a brother named Lazarus who Jesus had raised from the dead. If anybody had a reason to praise the Lord, she did because of the miracles that she had seen in her life. But she was on a praise mission. She was looking for Jesus so she could give him some praise. And can you imagine her? It says in the scriptures that when she came into the room that some of the disciples were angry with her. 
that she had to walk across the room in, the, in an atmosphere of uh, just uh, nagging and complaining and rebuking her for who she was, but she pressed on anyway. I can see her now. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm not looking for you. I'm not looking for you. I'm looking for Jesus. And that's how we should be when we come to church, when we walk through the doors. Yes, nice to see you, nice to see you, but I'm not looking for you. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at what's going on in you. I'm here to see Jesus. I'm here to praise him. I'm not worried about what my neighbor's doing. I'm not worried if they got their hands up, their hands down. I'm not concerned because right now I'm focused on Jesus myself because I need him. How different church would be if we all came through the doors ready to praise Jesus for who he is and what he's done for us. But this woman encountered some conflict in the atmosphere and that's how it is with us. When you come to church and you get ready to go into the presence of the Lord, whether in your devotional time when you read your Bible or whether in your prayer time, it doesn't matter. There's going to be something or someone to try to stop you and discourage you from getting to Jesus and giving praise to Him. It may be your own flesh. It could be the devil. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be somebody that cut you off on the way to church this morning. That didn't ruin everything for you. But some things happen in our atmosphere that will distract us and pulling us away from giving praise to Jesus. And I love this woman's attitude. I love her attitude because she said, you know what? No matter what's in my way, I'm going to get my praise and I'm going to give it to Jesus. And I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. I'll go and I'll kick down doors. I'll knock down doors. I'll push people out of the way. But I have got to get to Jesus and give him some praise today. She said, that's what I'm going to do. Nothing's going to block my praise. I was thinking, you know, when I was praying about this message, if we had the same zeal coming in God's house and waking up in our prayer life to get into the presence of God as the same zeal as those people shopping on Black Friday. I mean, hey, look, they'll kick down doors, knock down people, run over you with a grocery buggy. They don't care as long as they can get that deal. What if we were like that about Jesus? God, help us to be that way. I'll do whatever it takes to get to the one who died for me because praise is a priority. Is praise a priority in your life? And then we learn from this lady that praise will cost you. She showed up to praise Jesus, and when she showed up, she had everything that really belonged to her. Everything was in her hands there. She had pulled out the alabaster jar full of pure nard. And when you study that, It was a very expensive perfume that cost a lot of money, usually a year's wage of uh, income to purchase something like that. It was used for kings. And and that that contents in that alabaster jar represented everything about her. She was giving all to Jesus. She was giving everything. She could have took this alabaster jar and the money that she could have sold it for, she could have secured her retirement. She could have provided for her family. She could have bought a house. She could have upgraded her education. She could have bought a fully loaded uh, four-wheel drive camel. She could have done that. She had all the resources. But what did she decide to do? She says, you know what? I'm going to give everything I got. I'm going to give it to Jesus because he deserves everything that I have. He deserves everything. And these disciples, they're so angry, they're so mad, and they begin to complain, and they say, well, we could have took that money and used it for the poor. You've wasted it. You have wasted this money when we could have provided to the poor. Let me tell you something, friend. The truth is, nothing that's ever given to Jesus is ever wasted. 
Nothing that's ever given to Jesus is ever wasted. Your prayers to Jesus are never wasted. Your praise to Jesus is never wasted. Do you hear me this morning? It's never wasted. God hears, friend, and he's always there, but it will cost you. It will cost you. I want to go ahead and warn you right now, friend. Praising the Lord and living for the Lord may cost you. It may cost you your popularity. It may cost you your reputation. It may cost you some friends. But you got to make a decision today. Am I going to live for God or am I going to live and try to please man? Which one are you going to do? Are you going to live to please God or are you going to live to please man? There's going to be people that always show up in your life and and. Because they did it to me and they'll do it to you and you're on fire for God and you begin to talk about the things of God and you talk, well, I'm going to church now and I'm in this praise and worship and the word's feeding me and I just feel like something's going on in my life and I, I'm excited and there's a joy about me and there's something different in the air and I can feel God doing something and there's going to be people to come to you and say, you know what, you're carrying this thing just a little bit too far. You need to back off. You need to turn the throttle down a little bit because you're going too fast. You're going to crash and burn. And and people are going to try to pull you and talk you out of it. Even David, his own wife, said, David, you're dancing before the Lord. You're acting like a fool. And what did David say? David came back and said, you know what? I'm dancing like a fool and I'm about to get even more undignified. Why are you so radical for Jesus? Why are you so radical for Jesus, friend? I'll tell you, man, if, you, if you've been through some of the things, and, and I'm sure all of us can lift our hands and think about where he's brought you from and what he's done for you in your life. That's why I love Jesus. That's why I'm radical for Jesus. That's why I want to praise Jesus, because he is the one that changed my life and changed my course. Man, I tell you, I, in that first service, we, it was a little bit, I didn't even get a chance to preach the first service. But God had his way. But I was thinking there on that, on that front pew there when I was lifting my hand and praising the Lord, man. I was praising him because I was just thinking, we, we just came through Thanksgiving. And I can remember the day around Thanksgiving when all I had on my mind was making sure we got to the liquor store first. And, and, and then all kinds of mess just uh, around you in your house and, and things that you're not pleased with. And you're not even focused on really what the true meaning is. And you're living a lifestyle contrary to God. And you're on a course ready to just crash and burn. And all of a sudden... God gets in and pulls you out of that mess and lifts you up and changes your life and man all you can do is say thank you, thank you, thank you Jesus, hallelujah thank you Lord and that's my heart, thank you Jesus it may cost you it may cost you your reputation, it may cost you your resources but guess what, it all belongs to Jesus anyway the money, the car the house, it's all a gift from God friend and God will supply all your needs so it all belongs to him it's going to cost you your time. You may have to make time to come in God's house. You may have to make time to have a Bible study and prayer. But it's going to cost you if you're going to have a relationship with God. And Jesus even said these words. He says, before you follow me, you better count the cost. Amen. Have you counted the cost? Because there's going to be a cost to following Jesus. But let me tell you something, friend. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Do you hear me? That cost to following Jesus and praising him is going to be worth it. Why? Because Jesus said this, that her praise will turn into something beautiful. He said this right here to the disciples. He said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. She's done a beautiful thing to me. She has poured out her heart. She's poured out everything. I mean, she didn't just come in and open the jar. Uh, She broke the jar. 
And she's poured out everything. And that's the problem with us. We want to open up praise and close praise. We open up praise on Sunday morning. And then we walk out the door on Monday. We close the bottle and turn off the praise. We open back the praise on Wednesday night. Thursday morning we turn the praise back off. That's not how God wants us to live. He wants us to come to him and break the bottle. So that's constantly pouring out praise to Jesus every day of our life. That's what God wants. He wants us to. Praise Him every day. And that's why we need to be broken. The psalmist said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. There was nobody that could worship like this woman because she worshipped she worshiped Jesus out of her brokenness. Out of her brokenness. I wonder how many broken people are here this morning. People that have got so much going on. Let me tell you something. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to see when you see somebody pouring out praise to God out of their brokenness. I've been sitting, I've sit in that pew many times, and, and Andy, I've seen your mama up here, knowing the battles and the storms that she's been through in her life, and I've seen just tears coming out of her eyes with her hand lifted up, praising the Lord out of her brokenness. I've seen people in this choir crying. I've seen people around this altar with their hands lifted up praising God out of their brokenness. I've been in hospitals and seen people laying on hospital beds and in hospice centers with people laying on a bed and they can barely even talk but out of their brokenness they'll lift their hand and just begin to praise Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you see someone who has been chained by addiction in their life and they're pouring out praise to God. It's a beautiful thing when you see someone who's lost about everything in their life. They've lost their home. They've they've lost their marriage. They've lost relationships and, and everything seems to be broken. But out of that brokenness in their life, they're still able to lift their hand and praise God. It's a beautiful thing. I, even yesterday in that funeral, it's a beautiful thing when loved ones can gather around somebody who's went on to be with Jesus. And even though they're Filled with grief and sorrow, they had their hands lifted up in that funeral service singing, How Great Thou Art. And they were singing Amazing Grace, friend. They were able to lift their hands in praise even in the brokenness of their life. And sometimes we have to praise the Lord in our brokenness. But here's what happens. When that container is broken, the praise begins to pour out and there's a fragrance that comes that fills the house. A beautiful fragrance of praise. And friend, that's what we want is we want to be a fragrance of praise to the people around us in our life. Let me ask you this morning, do you have some areas in your life that smell bad? Maybe you can start praising God and you can change that aroma in that place by that fragrance of praise in your life. Maybe maybe it's smelling bad in your marriage. Maybe it's smelling bad at your work. Maybe it's smelling bad at school. Maybe it's smelling bad in your relationship with God. Here's what you need to do, friend. You need to come to Him out of your brokenness and begin to pour out praise so that fragrance will begin to change and there'll be a sweet aroma again. It can happen through praise. So your praise can begin to change the atmosphere and bring glory to God. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, sir. This woman here, when she came to Jesus, she had that jar, and it says that she broke it, and she began to pour it all over Jesus' head, and and then some in the Gospels record her being down there on Jesus' feet. She probably had all the oil, all that perfume all over her life. It was all over her and all over Jesus. 
So when she walked out of that place from praising the Lord and walked out back into her normal routine of life, when she walked out, she was carrying a fragrance of Jesus among her. And friend, I don't know of any greater blessing than for all of us as God's people that we would walk in our life no matter what we're going through and we'll still have a fragrance of Jesus on our life. But it's going to happen through bringing our praise to him. What, what are you bringing to Jesus? What have you been bringing to Jesus? Oh, we're, we're good at bringing our needs to him, and he wants us to because he loves us and he wants to help us, but we're good. We're good about giving him our to-do list. But what about just giving him praise? Giving him praise for who he is and what he's done for us in our life. And when you begin to praise out of your brokenness, there's an aroma that comes upon your life. And people begin to see something different about you and they notice something different about you and it's that fragrance of Jesus in your life. How many of y'all want to be like Jesus? You want people to see Jesus in you? I know I do. But it's going to happen by bringing thanksgiving and bringing praise to him. Listen. He wants you to bring to him your sin. Jesus knows how to deal with sin. He's already paid the price. You showed up this morning and you have sin in your life and it's pulled you away from having that, that relationship with Jesus, friend. He can, he can cleanse you today. He wants you to come to him with your problems and with your troubles today. You, you got some troubles at home? You got some problems in your life? Yeah, Jesus wants you to come so he can help you. So he can give you deliverance from those troubles so you will be opened up to be able to praise him. And that's what I want us to do for the next few minutes. Is I just want us to stand all over this place. And I want us to bring praise to Jesus. Will you stand?